From the School of Broadcast and Cinematic Arts at Central Michigan University, welcome to Depth of Field, a podcast highlighting the careers, experiences, and accomplishments of our broadcast and cinematic arts graduates. I'm your host, Patty Williamson. Join me as I chat with media pros who reflect on their time at CMU, their lives and careers after graduation. Along the way, they'll share advice they have for anyone looking to work in a wide variety of media fields. And that's why we call it Depth of Field. Joining us today is Liz Wright. She is with Invent Brand Communications, and she is a graduate of the School of Broadcast and Cinematic Arts at Central Michigan University. So Liz, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Patty. It's great to talk with you. It's so nice to see you again. I know you don't make it back to Mount Pleasant very often, so we don't get to have these chats. Yes, and let's, you know, let's make a point to do this more often. <laughs> for sure. So what are you doing right now at Invent? I am the manager of office operations there. As my career has gone from, you know, A to B to F to Q uh, in this crazy industry that we're in, we are a small shop. So that moniker entails a little bit of an administrative assistant, vendor relations with our AVNL, scenic, uh, post-production houses also entails working with our finance department, working with our producers to reconcile projects and collect all the invoices and make everything sure everything is organized and expenses are in. It's a lot of organizational work. And uh, it's interesting because I started my life more in traditional video production. And now that I'm here, it's just it, the organization part of it never stops. And that's a skill that thankfully I've been able to hone and carry through a, a few different iterations of my career. Do you enjoy this job more so than video production? That's an interesting question. I really enjoy the people at this company. And it is the largest company I've worked for where before I've been in more of a freelance, um, smaller production house capacity. So the scope of people that I've been able to meet and just the different personalities and friends have, that I've made over the eight years have been tremendous. Uh, so that's, that's been really different. And thankfully, you know, something that I really enjoy. And I found that over the years, I've really started to gravitate toward the people that if you work for really good people or work with really good people that are good of heart, great work ethic, super talented at what they do, I mean, within this industry, you can go so many different directions that I think it's, it's the people that really makes, in my eyes, where you work the most satisfying and, and fulfilling. Can you talk a little bit more about exactly what Invent is? What is the company? What does it do? Yes, Invent is actually, we, strangely enough, pre-pandemic and now, we've um, coalesced into a larger entity called um, the Invent Group. Invent is, is a part of that. And we produce in our Detroit office live events for automotive. So it's press conferences, media ride and drive events. We've recently started doing virtual press conferences where we have produced larger films showcasing different brands. And that's across all of their brand, the entire brand landscape, GMC, Chevrolet, Cadillac, and Buick as well. And that's what's been interesting, again, over just the last, you know, 18 months or so, we've gotten 
into video production, which we're, we're a live event company where we work, you know, within convention halls or outdoor spaces. We have staging, we have stage managers, we have everything that goes on with that. But now that we've had to communicate on a screen, video production has been, or video as a medium has been the best way to do that. So as Invent, we take those brands and we tell their story. We consider ourselves basically brand storytellers through the live event platform. It seems like so much work in media and any media related field these days is really about storytelling. And do you feel that that's something that you've had to develop as a skill yourself? Do you feel it's something that it's just maybe the technology has changed over time, but it's still the same sort of stories? I definitely had to hone the skill. And if I could tie it back to CMU, what I was able to experience at MHTV and really getting into less scripted programming and more live music programming, more traditional, um, not news central, but more documentary style programming and having the freedom to work on those different programs and to take nonfiction film course as well, which is kind of solidified that to me. So you learned all of the history of that particular type of literal visual storytelling. And then my first job out of college was for a company that specialized in documentary health and medical news programming, nonprofit fundraising videos. And you want to talk about telling the story. When you work in development and fundraising, you have to tell the story because you want donors, you want the story to resonate with donors, supporters of the nonprofit organization. So it just became one feeding into the other, feeding into the other in terms of projects I was working on and being able to hone talking to different kinds of people drawing out what a story is, fleshing out, you know, the importance of pre-interviewing, the importance of taking time during an interview, where we'd interview somebody for two hours, we may use 15 minutes of that footage. But just that idea of just taking the time to getting to know your subject really pays dividends in that kind of storytelling. And even to tie it back to invent when you're working with a brand, it's what resonates with the media, what's going to make the best story that the media is going to tell. And so what we try and do is focus on what we call brand ambassadors in a city. If we're in Nashville, let's tap into a singer songwriter who can talk to the media and, and draw some parallels between his songwriting and producing, and perhaps in a longer trajectory, features of a vehicle or innovation or design of a vehicle. We partnered with a chef in New Finland in Canada, who like won that version of Canadian Top Chef on the care he puts into his menu and his food is the care that GMC puts into their new line of trucks. It's creating these parallels and then having the media meet these people and hear their story from their own mouths. That's been, we've gotten a lot of great traction with, uh, with the media when we incorporate that kind of storytelling. Did you ever see yourself in this sort of position back when you were in college? No. <laughs> it's been interesting. Um, but again, it, it was a, a post-production contact that I had made years ago before starting this job. I've been here for just over eight years now. And it was a, yeah, a post-production supervisor that I had reached out to 
I was in the job market and he said, Hey, my friend, Jerry, they're opening up an office in Detroit. They're looking for someone to, to coordinate. And I said, sure. You know, a producer is a producer is the, you know, is a producer and uh, really found that there are some differences, but some, some parallels too, again, in the more traditional broadcasting side of things. And then the the live event production. How is the Detroit creative market in terms of media and kind of melding storytelling with the corporate side of things? What's that community like? In terms of the the resources that are available? Yeah, or just is there kind of a creative community around Detroit? There is a creative community. It's, I mean, I, I have to say in all honesty, since the film incentives left, you know, those six, seven, eight years ago, that showed a lot of promise and there was a lot of unity and there were a lot of people moving into the, into the state, quite frankly, for the work. And then when it left for New Orleans, now Atlanta, as it ping pongs around, you saw a lot of those people follow the work and understandably. What's interesting is we work with a lot of production folks that I worked with back in 2001 when we started, but they're still in the industry. A lot of the post-production houses have closed, but there are like two or three big houses in town, but there's people who have been able to continue and carry over. So I think it's all about the work. If you're, again, if you're a hard worker, you're a good person because here in Metro Detroit, reputation goes a long way and you work with a lot of the same people. So it behooves you to, again, be a good person, to work your ass off and really just open yourself up to moving to different production houses, working for different you know, production companies, being really flexible is, is important. So I think there is a community here and obviously, like, there's certainly room for more and room for that community to grow. Uh, I've just found it very interesting how loyal people have been over the past, you know, 15, 20 years that, like, they love working with the people here. And then they, they typically stay here for most of their career. Do you run into many CMU folks in the area or in the field that you're in? You know what? To be honest, I don't. But I think a lot of that, again, is... When I started out, there were a lot of opportunities here in Michigan and in Metro Detroit. People are able to think bigger and want a bigger picture right away. So a lot of, um, at least what we've experienced is we've hired younger people coming in where they'll move to New York, they'll move to LA, they'll go to Chicago right out of college and you know, and they'll work and then maybe they'll come back or their career will, you know, after a certain amount of experience, bring them back to Michigan. But I honestly find, Patty, that the education, like, it's it's all over the place. You know, it's it's some people that have, you know, worked as honestly a, apprentices. So just worked under a DP or worked under a, a lighting designer or an audio designer. You know, you get a lot of people from like your U of M's, your CMU's, your MSU's, but the pool of where the talent comes from is, is really broad. And just bringing it back to my company for a second, it's the weirdest group of people. It's people with theater backgrounds, with graphic design backgrounds, 
with, you know, like sports analytic backgrounds. It's just, you are only bound by what you think you can do. Like, it's been very interesting how you start in one industry, part of the industry, and then say, no, I think I might try this. And like, you'd be surprised what that other experience, how that will help carry you, you forward, regardless of the, the background. So, you know, for people in the broadcasting department, like if you start out behind the camera, you may end up in front of the camera. You know, if you start on the technical side of things, you may end up on the creative or the more traditional producer project manager side of things. So don't, uh, don't put yourself in a box is what I'm saying. And you mentioned when you were in school and part of BCA that you were doing a lot of the co-curriculars. I know you were involved in MHTV. Maybe you could talk a little bit about what were you involved in when you were part of the department? I was involved primarily, well, it's interesting. And Patty, I'll bring you into this. Uh, my first <laughs> experience with any co-curricular was as uh, someone's jock assistant on uh, MHTV, or excuse me, WMHW, one Miss Patty Williamson. Yay. Uh, Patty taught me the board and she taught me how to hit the post and it was great. She taught me about top of the hour, <laughs> <laughs> top of the hour station tags. It was great. Hey, um, it's so good to hear that, you know, someone still remembers being in the radio studio and doing fun stuff there. It was the best. I mean, that's the thing too, is like concentrations aside, I was involved in MHTV and WMHW almost like at the exact same time. And again, it was all about the people. Like, you know, I'm a music nut and you got to sit and listen to music. And I was fortunate enough to be on the executive staff as music director for a year. I also had my own specialty show for two years. And again, it's this, this idea of you have a, a certain set of skills and where you apply those skills really is up to you. And it can be in different places. Now, on the MHTV side of things, I started out as a production assistant on a sketch comedy show and a short film series called Cinema Central. Sketch comedy show was Kitty Litter Kings. And that was an interesting side of things because, I mean, everybody wrote the scripts. You were in the sketches. We ran the camera. We edited. And as I started going from scripted shows into producing with Jax Baker live from Studio A, which we picked up from Joe Schubert after he had graduated. You know, it's that thing where you see how something is done and then you take the reins and then you, you keep doing it. You know, you enjoy certain parts of it. And Jax and I had a great working relationship where Jax really was working with the talent, making sure we had the stage set making sure we had catering, making sure the audience knew what they were doing. I was more behind the scenes from a technical perspective. Do we have crew? Does everybody know what they're doing? Run everything through. I also did the live studio directing for a year and a half. And Jax and I, it's so funny, I just talked to her on the phone today. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've been friends for 20 years now. And it's because we met and work together at the station and not only have this great friendship, but it became this great production relationship as well. And then on the other side of things, 
I started to fall in love with post-production and editing. And on some of the shows like Beyond Normal and Left of the Dial, we would do news segments that were, you know, I mean, we'd, we'd interview bands, we would, you know, interview like colorful people on campus, Preacher Rick and, you know, the local tattoo shop and putting all that together in the editing room was another. Now, I, I hadn't taken a post-production class. All of that was learned through the co-curriculars, which built the base for, oh, you can continue these skills in courses to come. So the coursework in the co-curriculars, I mean, it's, they go hand in hand. And I still don't know of a more robust, involved, technically savvy outfit than, than what the BCA department has. It's, it's really cool. And you feel like you use a lot of those skills even today. Oh, for sure. Now, what's interesting is like, obviously the technical side of things, I don't have access to that equipment and I'm, I'm, I'm not an, an editor per se, but you do learn about time management. You learn about attention to detail, listening. You are working with the producer. So it's not like you can go in and hack around and do what you want. Like there is a parameter. So it's about balancing this idea of bringing creativity to something, but still working within a framework. And I think that's an important thing to note in general is the creativity that you have in college. Newsflash, you're not gonna encounter right off the bat in your first job out of college. So being able to work with people, but still having your voice heard, you do learn that through the co-curricular activities. And again, the organizational work with, you know, having to work with different types of personalities on a crew, having to work, um, you know, with talent, being organized, setting schedules, here's rehearsal, here's when we roll, stuff goes wrong on the fly. How do you handle, how do you handle that? So you really, we did hone also those critical thinking skills in the moment, which I mean, I think can apply to to a number of fields. So yes, the answer is yes. I did learn quite a bit from the co-curriculars that, yeah, I, I feel like shaped me throughout my career and, you know, helps really only helps me today. So how was it making the transition from college into the quote unquote real world? I think it's always a transition and it's always a little bit of a kind of rude awakening in some ways because you have this group of friends and you're in an environment that's comfortable and then you have to find your way. How was that for you once you left CMU? That's a great point, Patty. You do have this world that you've created on campus, whether it's your involvement in a certain co-curricular, as you said, the friends that you've made, the relationships you've made with professors, and then you sort of start over again and you're learning, you're meeting new people. You could be learning new things depending on the company, what the size of the company, the way it's organized. You know, you may not be in a position right away that you, you know, want to go into. There's a story that my old producer and actually still a dear friend and mother figure to me, Fran Victor, uh, that she would have PAs interview and they said, well, I'm not really on the production assistant track. 
Well, nobody is. I mean, you don't see PAs, you know, in their mid to late forties. Like there is still very much a hierarchy and you go in, you pay your dues, you work hard, but people notice work ethic. Don't be fooled by anyone who doesn't work their butt off and someone's going to notice it. And it's just finding that it, it's holding on to that moment when someone notices it and then writing it and saying yes. And that's another important thing. When you graduate, say yes. <laughs> Even if you're freaked out, because I grew from a production assistant to an associate producer to production manager. And I was at my first company out of college for 12 years. And it's because I was handed things to elevate my role, projects, responsibilities. And I could have said, no, I'm not comfortable with that. But I said, yes, I closed my office door. And then I said, how in the world am I going to do this? <laughs> and the people that I worked for, thankfully, weren't there to see me fail. If I needed help, if I had questions, if I needed guidance, they gave it to me. But when somebody sees something in you and they want to elevate you and give you more responsibility, it's for a reason. So I really want people to think about that and embrace that. And if it scares you, that's okay because you're good enough to get where you are now and you'll be good enough to keep going to where you want to go. And that was something that I found. I was so, so grateful that they would give me these opportunities. And again, like I would say yes. And then you sort of figure out how to, how to make it happen. You've always been so generous with your time with us here in the School of Broadcast and Cinematic Arts and talking to our students. Uh, I used to be the advisor for Alliance for Women in Media. And I know that we met up with you in Detroit a couple different times and did tours and talked about, you know, life after college. And one of the things that we were focused on in that group was really about opportunities for women in the industry. And I'm wondering how you found it, do you think gender plays a role in the way that you're seen, especially in, say, video production? You know what? That's a really interesting topic, because here's the thing. For as much as we see very much higher levels of technical ability, directors, DPs, lighting, gaffers are traditionally men, I have to say in video production, both traditional agency and freelance and where I am now, the producers and executive producers are mostly women. <laughs> there is something to be said for seeing women in those kinds of leadership roles that's hugely important. And women are everywhere in terms of that, that side of production. And that's fantastic. We've also met a few uh, assistant lighting designers, some A1 operators. And we just worked with a studio director who's become a dear friend of mine, Jen Brown in, uh, in San Francisco. It's great seeing women take the helm in these roles. And, you know, we had two jib operators a few months ago on a broadcast that were both women. And so there are capable women out there who are breaking those barriers. Now, in those traditional technical positions, Certainly, I'd love to see more, but I feel like as a producer, executive producer, senior producer, there, at least in 
what I've seen in the last 20 plus years, there's a ton of us taking on those roles. What are some of the highlights of your career so far? What are some of the things maybe you're most proud of that you're, you've done? So two things in the first company, well, I'll do four things and I will be very quick. I was basically given a Mott Children's Hospital development video and I was told, there was no creative brief, I was told, I need you to find eight patients that are incredibly heartwarming stories. Uh, they need to be from different spe specialties. So one from oncology, cardiology, pulmonology, uh, endocrinology, through the entire health system of University of Michigan. And we need those stories to be meaningful because this is gonna be the capital campaign video and go. And it was some of the most wonderful, heartwarming work I have ever done and possibly will ever do. Second, when I was a freelancer, after that first company, Evolution Media, unfortunately closed, I was brought on by Detroit Public Television, and I produced a complete half-hour program for the DTE Energy Foundation on a youth summer work program that they put on. And I had complete free reign. And we had a well-known personality here from WDET. Stephen Henderson was the host. And I produced all the roll-in segments. I found the subjects. I wrote the script. I was in the studio during the live broadcast. That was incredible. And I don't know if I'll ever get to do that again. And then at Invent, we produced a, the launch of the Next Generation Corvette in 2019, and it ended up being a $5 million program where we took the shell of an old warehouse in Tustin, California. We brought in Mae Jamison and uh, Scott Kelly, who were both astronauts, and we blew it out with 1,200 attendees, 1,200 attendees. It was physically the biggest show I have ever been a part of. And that to me just goes to show you, we had an office of eight full-time people and it was this network of freelancers and the relationships that we've made and the location managers and creative folks and graphic designers. It was insane. So those three moments, I think, you know, if you're having a bad day, it's like, yeah, you know what? Like, I think I've done some pretty cool stuff. When you mentioned Evolution Media shutting down, how was that for you? Was that difficult to deal with? It was. Fran and Bill, who were actually a married couple and our, you know, executive producer, DP, powerhouse team, it got to the point where we were having a hard time competing with the, the run and gun, smaller shops, and it became less about quality and more about ease of reach and how quickly something could be turned around, how quickly something could get up on a website. And that was back in, it was back in 2013 that we closed officially. And I mean, I, like I said, I had worked, that was my first job out of college. So I did look in event production. I took meetings with some producers I'd worked with, even just as guidance to say, hey, you know, where would you look? Uh, would you take a look at my resume? Do you have any leads perhaps in other cities? So it was really leveraging my just general friendships that I had made 
over those, you know, 12 plus years. And from there, I ended up doing freelance for about two years and then landed the job here at Invent. So it was weird because you, you, you do fly blind when you're freelance and it's all about the next job, the next job, the next job. Some people are cut out for it. Other people, it feels difficult. So yeah, I think that, I mean, definitely with what track you want to go, you'll, you will learn what feels comfortable for you and what, you know, where, where your drive is in that respect. If you were to talk to students today, what areas of the industry would you perhaps point them in the direction of? I mean, honestly, I mean, in terms of size, ad agencies really offer a wide swath of production and you get a little taste of sales. You get some marketing. They, many agencies have in-house production. So they have producers, EPs, associate producers, in-house post-production. So agencies really, and agencies can run big and small. So, you know, you can start somewhere more boutique and go big. And Detroit still has a huge number of agencies that are still called Detroit, Metro Detroit, their their headquarters. I think it's really interesting how multimedia, I mean, has just taken over. It didn't exist when I graduated. Now, storytelling on a physically smaller scale and a smaller time frame is a skill set of its own. So I think working even like with people who have a graphic design background, people who work in web design, aligning yourself with, you know, perhaps a software company or that side of the industry, harnessing like the multimedia side of it. It's not just where we're headed, it's where we are. I think those are the the best avenues. If you want real world experience where you're going to work with a lot of creative people, a lot of personalities, I, it, the agency, ad agency side of things, and then working, steering yourself toward multimedia would be the way to go. And how about your future? Where do you see yourself going? Do you see yourself staying at Invent? Do you see staying there and moving to other areas? What's next? Well, we have within the Invent group, we've got a cohort company that is focused on corporate culture and almost in a consulting capacity, but creating events for employees in corporate culture. I found that to be really interesting and really important because over the last year and a half, mental health and being able to keep yourself healthy while still in a busy work environment is important. So that's really interesting to me. And I mean, I don't see myself really going anywhere. We've been really fortunate that we've had a steady stream of work. We've had a lot of great producers that we've worked with. So I mean, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at right now and who knows where the next few years will take me. And that's, what's interesting too, is, you know, this isn't an industry where like you work somewhere for 35 years and like you get your gold watch and your pension and see you have a nice day. So I hope to be in the industry for a while. If it takes me to other avenues, so be it. That'd be awesome. But I do like the people where I'm at now. And I think the work is really exciting. So I'll stay for as long as they'll have me. 
Liz, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. It's great to see you, Patty. Thanks again for having me. That's another episode of Depth of Field, a production of the School of Broadcast and Cinematic Arts at Central Michigan University. Thanks to my engineer, Michael Pawarski, and my producer, Allison Biss. I'm Patty Williamson. Thanks for joining us.